0: Surprise the cops with a surprise bones party.
1: I'm Zach. I'm Riff. I'm Jim. And I'm Kevin.
2: And it's time for episode number two hundred and eleven of Video Games Hot Dog, a podcast. About video games. How's it going, guys? It's going good. Kevin, you're drinking water. Yes.
0: And nothing
3: but bored as shit? Yep. It's garbage. Don't you, ever do this.
0: <laughs> are you not even permitting yourself like the the little bottles of water flavorings? Nope.
2: I I, I have. I don't put, think he would ever
0: use
3: those. Yeah. No. I've That's I've put a little bit of. Thing, I've put some lemon in the water before. That's okay. been okay. This month. So I'm. I, I forget if I mentioned this last week or not. But I'm. I'm. Uh, I'm doing a month of August Uh No.
2: No flavor liquids. <laughs> just. Just water. No flavor. Anything. You're only. You're only eating soylent and only drinking oh, god now uh,
0: styrofoam. <laughs> I hadn't actually
3: planned on changing my diet at all, but uh, but my girlfriend decided that she would also use this month to like cut back on calories and since we almost always eat dinner together, we've had just like super low calorie dinners, which was normally where I got most of my calories because I usually have like a low calorie breakfast and low calorie lunch. So now I'm just a low calorie
1: every meal. I was just reading about how the calorie numbers you see on uh, packaging are on just foods garbage. Are, are just, com- the, in many respects, are completely irrespective of the actual details of the human gastronomic system. That um, does not surprise me. And, like, not only does it differ from person to person, but also differs, like, how the food is prepared, like, mm. cooked food has more available calories, that sort of thing. What's the point of
3: cooking, right?
1: Uh, yeah, that makes sense, yeah. It makes it easier to digest.
3: Yeah, I eat a lot of raw foods for lunch. Right. I just have vegetables pretty much. Like just you
2: eat an entire raw potato to yeah. get rid of your sex drive.
3: Right. Raw
0: chicken.
2: Oh, does
3: that work? That sounds useful.
0: I, yeah, it's
2: like taking a raw shower, like a shower that you haven't added
3: any heat to. <laughs> <laughs> okay, yeah. Drinking drinking entire glasses of
1: saltpeter. <laughs> <laughs> yeah that, that helps yeah is, is that a is that a fluid i didn't know that no no, no it's it a powder it okay. i think they
2: dissolve it into
1: you know it's, like, like alka seltzer
2: it's extremely sure. flammable the, oh have you never By messed itself? with saltpeter? yeah you can like if you soak yeah, isn't that a, a string in salt gunpowder it becomes a fuse oh, okay like
3: is that uh is that how f- fuses are typically made i thought they were like that's what like a little bit of
2: wax yeah, and then, I think the wax is maybe to get the saltpeter to, to stick to it.
3: Well, and also to have it like slowed, slowed down, right? Like, isn't that the idea? Yeah. You want to have like a a long enough delay or whatever.
2: I don't know. We've reached the limit of my knowledge of fuses. Yeah, okay. <laughs> it very quickly. I have a very short fuse knowledge list.
3: <laughs> um, we could do it in Spanish and be confuses.
2: Okay. Okay. We,
1: we, all right, okay. All right. Okay. Yeah. Fuse. Okay.
0: Uh
3: yeah, so I went camping uh, this past weekend. With no drinking with no drinking, and that was just not a thing I would probably do again. Um, yeah, the
1: secret is to bring an iPad and just play games the entire time.
3: I guess. Yeah, I, there was a there was an actual tarantula that, like Ooh. wandered past our campsite, which it,
1: was kind of cool. <laughs> that, okay, okay, okay. That's your reaction. That's good. That's well, good for I, you. Yeah,
3: I'm not. I'm not sort of.
2: Tarantula
1: completely harmless. That's yeah, th- that's what they tell me. But, like tarantulas, it, they are
0: <laughs> terrifying. I mean, though, they may you... set up like a a pitfall trap for you to like. Find sure, this is this is the, this is the one They're good like thing spy about spy versus spy of the spider world. <laughs> right.
1: The one good thing about tarantulas is that they won't fit in my ear. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. I about a baby tarantula? Would <laughs> n- 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 let me have this. <laughs> Just let me have this, Zach. Uh,
3: it it like reared up on its legs and like like.
1: Histone? Yeah, they they, they oh. like throw the deadliest poison known to man.
2: <laughs> you guys, they're adorable and harmless. They can't bite but,
3: people, as far as I know.
2: They can, but you really have to work at it to get bitten by one. Okay,
3: like they, it, we got it out of the way. We like we took it like thirty or forty yards down the you down you the mean, way. Picked it up. Well, we we convinced it to, to walk onto a plate and then we carried the plate just like know, a waiter like like well sort of like and we we carried it
0: like and 10 yards or so and then it like into the it sort of like
3: yeah right you're a
2: tarantula sir
3: then it sort of like felt it like walked off the plate and we had to do it again like we just it you was a it silver was, you put yeah. one of
2: those silver like bell dish right. covers over it and you just yeah, you delivered it to that. a camp full of teenage girls they shrieked
0: <laughs> Yeah. I think you're giving away the plot to Firewatch here. <laughs>
3: <laughs> That's what you do.
0: Uh, Tarantulas are
3: great, though. They're they're interesting. And cool. They're cool dudes. I've never hung out with one
2: before. Tarantulas are like firmly in the cool dude quadrant.
1: Okay. <laughs> not a not an idiot or a baby. Not
2: an yeah. idiot, a mom or a tween.
0: Yeah. <laughs> a tween, right? Okay. You've got it. You've got it. They're good dancers uh, too.
2: Yeah, they are. They they do that tarantella. Uh huh. Uh, I know about that from Dungeons and Dragons.
0: I know it from Pirates of Penzance. <laughs> Gosh. <Gotcha. laughs>
3: you guys are so well informed.
2: Yeah, we're we're so well versed in all the dweeb arts. <laughs>
3: uh, and then I while I was on this camping trip, I went I went stand up paddleboarding.
2: Yeah, how does that mm. work?
3: Uh you basically take what, what is effectively like a, a slightly wider maybe floatier uh surfboard uh, it has a fin on the bottom of it and you stand on it while it floats on the surface of a body of water like a lake and then you have a paddle sort of like you would in a rowboat or in whatever. an american
2: gladiators competition <laughs> sure
3: and then you just you just sort of paddle it like you would if you were sitting in a canoe instead you're standing on a board huh. it's
2: weird so you can just fall over and then you
3: die? You fall over and fall into the lake if you fall fuck. over? Fuck. Yep.
2: That is awful.
3: You so I didn't fall over cuz fuck that I am terrified of water. I was <laughs> so. I was going to ask like how do you get back up? Uh you just swim back over to the paddleboard and climb back on top.
1: And it stays in place while it's, you're
3: It is relatively stable-ish. Okay. Like could you sit on it? Oh, sitting on it is is super easy. You can definitely sit down. Like that's how you start. You like you sort of kneel on it. And then you, like, put your – you sort of stand like a dog with your two hands. You are not standing like a dog. For
2: the benefit of our listeners – Kevin is holding his I'm holding fists my arms out, out, out in front of but him. I'm,
3: I'm pretending I, that I'm kneeling on the board. Oh, okay. So I'm, touch, okay. I'm, I'm touching the board in four points.
1: Oh, you've got to rotate his body 90 yeah, degrees. Yeah, right. I'm, I'm actually, <laughs> I'm actually power sitting power on Using so, the of your imagination.
2: Listeners, class. you're having to use a lot of imagination here. But trust Suspension me, even those <laughs> of us in the room are having to use quite a bit.
3: <laughs> uh, and then from, the, from there, you uh, sort of like... You can just walk your hands back or just sort of stand up. Um, you want to keep your feet sort of reasonably spaced apart. Uh, but it, in it's something that's kind of interesting is the paddle itself becomes kind of like a third, like, I don't know, balance point, if you will, while it's in the water.
1: Yeah, that makes sense.
3: Um, so it's actually, it, it feels worse to have your paddle out of the water and you kind of, like, you always just kind of want to be moving. Um, and once you start getting a reasonable amount of speed, it's, it, you can like, Go in a straight line kind of well, but when if you're like going against the wind, and like if you are from if you're coming from a complete stop or there's like a lot of resistance because of the wind, it, like one stroke on one side turns you a lot, hmm. and so you kind of have to like regularly switch sides. But once you've got it, like once you've started moving, you can like do a couple strokes on one side and a couple strokes on the other, it's way easier. So it's like you kind of just want to get some momentum and just and does, go. like
2: the sort of uh techno version of hall of the mountain king get more and more intense yes the faster <laughs> you go yeah ah, that sounds great um i kind of yeah. want to do this but i kind of want to do it on like uh a like pool. a like pudding or something that <laughs> would, That's delicious. would be awesome Mayonnaise. to fall into
3: instead of deadly uh <clears throat> yeah i mean like you uh, strap at the board to your ankle so so you flip upside
2: down and just die because your ankles are tied to the fucking surface of the water. This is awful.
3: Yeah. I, you know, I can't recommend it, uh, but it's <laughs> there were there were like a bunch of other people on this lake doing that. Like a bunch of different watercraft, but there were probably a dozen people doing stand up paddleboarding.
2: It's weird that this is a thing that I have n- had never heard of until a month ago yep. and suddenly everybody is like, "Oh yeah, this is a thing. Everybody does it all the time. Where have you been, old man?"
3: I, I think I think it's become more prominent in the past like 5 years and like I wouldn't have known anything about it, but you know, some friends of of Melissa's uh, just recently really got into it. Yeah, I mean,
2: I guess I've been hanging out with you for five years, and fuck, if we're gonna go to a lake. Yeah,
3: <laughs> <laughs> I'm just, I, you know, I, I, water is not my element, and so this was definitely a major sort of jump for me. What so is so your, uh, Are
1: you standing like Earth <laughs> with aren't your leg? Dragon? Were
3: you? I am a fire dragon. A fire dragon, dragon? Yeah. Fire,
1: fire on Earth. I guess or- the
2: same Chinese year as me. Yes.
1: So you're, are you like straddling the center of the paddle board, like with your legs like on separate sides of it, around like, the center line? Yeah. Or are you on a, like a
2: skateboard. Are you just facing forward? Are you standing like you? you you're, are. You are like,
3: facing like, forward. You are a facing a forward. Uh, orthogonal to the direction of the long, the long direction of the
1: board. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I, I, I just remember like slacklining, <clears throat> and mm-hmm. I. W- the one of the weird discoveries about learning the slack line was that you're actually It makes you look
2: like a douche. Anyway. Well,
1: there's that, but also you're um, you are actually more stable with only one leg on this when only one foot on the slack line.
3: Oh, because you have you have more sort of
1: control of your control. weight distribution. Sure. Yeah, and like having both of your feet like in a row is not actually like that stable. Right.
3: That makes sense. I have I have not. I have done some slacklining, but I'm not very good at it. Sure, uh, but but you were you were expending a tremendous amount of energy just balancing on the board. I thought it was going to be all upper body, but it is a lot of like my feet were sort of cramping up, and my legs got tired, and like there was a lot of just like core balance. What yeah, you it's got extreme standing. It is with, extreme standing. You stood
2: on a yoga ball on top of the paddleboard. Okay.
0: Yep. <laughs>
1: I never figured out if. He was bullshitting me, but my grandfather told me about when he worked at Grumman, he was working on a team that was building water walking shoes.
3: Okay. But
1: they never got it, past, like they got it to the point where you could stand on water, but when you, when you tried to walk, you would just slip and fall. Huh.
3: So could you, if, I wonder if you could have used a paddle with those shoes and been okay. <laughs> yeah,
1: maybe. You, you just need a another point of contact.
3: Yeah. My dad
2: used to refer to leather sandals as JC Waterwalkers. Okay. All uh, right. To indicate that those are the kinds of sandals that Jesus might have worn.
3: As he walked across the water.
2: Yeah. Uh, do you guys want to uh, tell any other stories or do you want to get to some listeners' mails from our video games hot dog listeners and fans?
3: Oh, I was just, I was going to bring up um, <clears throat> Fig, which has been sort of discussed the past couple of days the new funding platform that um, Justin Bailey and some other uh, folks over at Double Fine
1: have started. Do you know what that stands for? FIG? Uh, funding I is groovy. Not.
3: I don't. Does it stand for something? I f- figured it must. <clears throat> figured it gust.
1: Figured it. it it's pronounced just. Okay.
3: <laughs> yeah, the guy who invented it says
2: it's pronounced just. <laughs> yeah. I, s- I made that joke about good old games i'm like i'm pretty sure the guy who founded it it says it's pronounced jog.com judge. but nobody Jodge. it's Jodge.com. ah oh, that is sure as shit what we're calling it on this podcast from now on
3: uh, so this is this is a new funding platform that is crowdsourcing but the idea is that there are going to be thresholds at which you can actually invest in the games with a Return on your
1: investment? Right. Uh, Apparently, the idea is they actually set up a corporation per project. And so I'm I'm betting they have to, like, curate what's available to – what's crowdfunded there much more carefully than Kickstarter does. They said they're going to have, like, one or two projects
3: there at a time.
1: That makes sense, yeah. Uh Um, They're setting up a corporation per project, and you're actually investing in the corporation. Okay. And, like, so
3: traditionally, investment of this – Type had to have been done by people that were accredited investors, which means you have to have like a million dollars in assets, two hundred thousand
2: dollars a year in income, or a million dollars in.
3: And it very like there's there's assets. variations based on state, and there's also there's like the federal version of it, and um and apparently there was some sort of cha- not change, but there's like emendation to this uh, in the Jobs Act of like two thousand twelve or something, which allows for. Smaller scale investment by um, individuals. Hmm. Um, so I'm I'm curious whether that how that will work out because right now the for the first few months at least you still have to be an accredited investor to actually do any of the, um, in like the return style investment. It sucks that
2: <clears throat> while this is a very clear mechanism for class mobility, right? Like the ability to take money and turn it into additional money. Well, thing that is already only accessible to the rich, but it is also a very easy target for just ripping a lot of people off.
3: Well, but, that, but like, so Kickstarter is already, a, is already a, a way to rip people off of small amounts of money, which in aggregate can be a bunch, right? Um, but yeah, but the,
2: Kickstarter does not deliver the promise of a return on that investment. It, right. deli-
3: it promises a product like y- you're effectively selling something with Kickstarter. Sure. Um, and this is, I'm not talking about fig at all. I'm talking about this legislation.
2: That oh, you're talking I see. About. So like, I can understand why legislation existed to protect people from doing small scale investments like this, because that right. seems like ripe <clears throat> territory for just ripping people
3: off. There are pretty severe limits on how much you can invest. Uh, if you're not like at the full accredited investor level, um, I don't remember specific numbers, but it was something on the order of, like, if you have a couple hundred grand of assets or a income of over a hundred grand, you can invest, like, $3,000 or $4,000 in equity, like, return-style
1: things. Man, my, I, my post-libertarian alarm bells are going, like, crazy right now. <laughs> Fucking nanny state, man. I should I, be able to lose all the money I want.
3: I, <laughs> I think that... This is probably, like, this kind of legislation was probably put in place because of just incredibly predatory situations that happened, and
1: this is, it's probably for the best. It, that may be true, but, like, it really seems like the way to approach this is the other way around, by making the, by punishing the the predators rather than the investors. Well, but. You can punish them all you want but the money is probably already gone
3: That's right? true so even even though they get assuming that you can find them after they've taken the money off to Cuba or whatever um, the people who use who like invested in the money are just
1: Sol It, right? it might be that the law is actually that you can't take investment money.
3: There are there's some there are some ways to have unaccredited investors. Yeah, and I don't know, I like, and I don't know how that we, works. We
2: recently invested in a thing that we were worried because it was like, uh oh, that you need this accreditation, but then it turned out like only a certain percentage of the private investors needed to have Be, yeah, that accreditation. Hmm. So it was, yeah, I don't precisely understand how that works. Me either. Maybe we just got ripped off. Are you scared? Are you nervous? A little, yeah, you kind of are. It'll be okay, buddy.
3: It'll we'll be see. Okay, we'll see.
2: You guys, listeners, males,
3: yeah, sure. Or does
2: anybody have anything else to say about this fig thing?
3: I'm, I, you know, I think it'd be interesting to follow it over the yeah. next six months. Year. I
2: wonder how many like successful kickstarted because I'm assuming this is going to be video games, right? If it's double time. Yeah. Yeah. How many? kickstarted video games that made a bunch of money and were exciting kickstarters continued to make a bunch of money afterwards. I don't know of
3: any, right? There's Shadowrun, maybe. But
2: they keep doing kickstarters to make new games.
1: Uh, And then there is... Well, even if if they're successful, they might do that just as a pre-order system.
3: Maybe Tides of Numenera? Yeah, I mean,
2: Wasteland 2 is fine, right? I don't know how well Wasteland 2 has sold since. Right. You know, they're, they're, the company is still obviously in operation and they're releasing that, like, you know, the director's cut or whatever. Actually, that comes out pretty soon. Yeah. We should do that as an assignment fairly soon once you're out there from you inside the anus of the video game that is consuming all of your... For work, Suckles. not in a fun way. Right.
0: <laughs> 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 that give me the motivation to play it because I've been waiting for the director's to cut to come out before I play it at all. Yeah, but, now
1: that you bring it up, like... Investing in a game company is pretty much doing charity work anyway, so you might as well just do a Kickstarter. Yeah,
3: I can't like I can't think of a Kickstarted video game that has made a ton of money. Like Oculus got acquired, which is would be a case in which if you had gotten some equity, you would have gotten some money back out. But that's right. not really <coughs> yeah. a video game; that's a uh, platform. I, I
1: saw on Twitter someone saying that. Less than one percent of backers of Oculus would have funded at the level to actually get equity, though. Sure, just a tiny, tiny percentage of them.
3: Well, and I don't think that I don't think that these projects are necessarily going to have a lot of people, yeah, able to back them for a profit. It's it's it. You know, this might be a thing where this only works for a couple of years before people realize, oh yeah, these are shitty investment opportunities.
2: I was just reading the. Um this article on the digital antiquarian about leisure suit Larry and how Sierra barely paid. They barely put any money into it and they barely paid Al low, but then he got a crazy amount of royalties on it. And oh. then it ended up being like their second most successful series after King's quest. So like, after the first couple of years and the first couple of Leisure Suit Larry games, he was just set for life. Oh, that sounds yeah, like right. Yeah, because all of the risk was on him because mm-hmm. they were like not sure how a like thing that was going to read like a porn game would work in the market. It's it was a really good. I mean. The Digital Antiquarian is always pretty good, but this was, like, a thing that I was familiar with. Like, I feel like they're getting more and more into, like, things that I was actually around for and paying attention to.
3: Was that Lane?
2: Like, Lane's the one that... No. This is a guy whose name I don't remember. Okay. I see it every month when I get my Patreon statement. Okay. Uh, but I don't remember what it is. It's not... Jamie Madigan is the... Jamie Madigan is the psychology of video games guy, right?
1: That sounds right, yeah. yeah.
2: This is not that. Okay. Um, yeah, I don't know what his name Anyway... It was. I just read it like half an hour ago. Oh, um, it was. It was. It was neat. It was like just about the development of that project. We ought to play Leisure Suit Larry at some point. Yeah, it is the first one. Yeah, yeah, I'd be down for that. It's not great.
3: I don't think we can. Like, I would want to play the parser version of it, and I don't definitely. Think, yeah, I don't think we can. Why not? Because I think all the versions that I'm aware of are now like. You just get a ROM of it, and
0: they're not like a. DOS uh, version or something?
3: SCA. There's there's
2: a
1: version of it that'll run in
2: not SCA. What's it called? Is know. it
1: SCA? It's the yeah, whatever the equivalent of Scum. Yeah, the is.
2: Sierra SGA, yeah. the Sierra Scum equivalent. Yeah, because um, I AGS. Jesus Christ, Adventure Game System or whatever.
3: I uh, I really don't like the the turn that the Sierra Games took when they sort of went away from parser and went to point and click. It made the games way less interesting to me.
1: How do you feel about uh, the LucasArts era stuff? The, the <sighs> early era I adventure game. I only ever played
3: clinky, Indiana so Jones. played Loom. Hmm. Oh, okay. That's fair enough. Yeah. Um, I like that stuff, but it was built differently, right? Because yeah. when they went back and revised the old stuff, it just it felt really clunky and weird.
2: Loom also like completely eschewed inventory, so it right. cleaned that up a lot.
1: Yeah, Loom is a really interesting outlier. That's oh, so good. That would be a good assignment, too. We've, We've done, done it. it. Oh, okay. Uh, was it a it good was, one? It was a really yeah. good assignment. <laughs> okay. I'm right.
2: Uh, let's see. Josh Grimmer says, Hello, everyone. Hello, Riff. My wife Hi. and I started watching The Prisoner, and we love it. You talked about your Animal Crossing based on The Village. Would you be willing to maybe talk about it on the pod or write about it on minimumsafedistance.org? Available on the internet at minimumsafedistance.org. dot <laughs> org.
0: Yeah, um, I'm not sure what to say about it. Um, it was basically I was playing this for anybody that hadn't heard me talking about it before. Um, I was playing Animal Crossing New Leaf, I think is what it was. Whatever the, yeah, that's most, the most recent, recent one. one. Yeah. And uh, I made a the little character model as close as I could to look like Patrick McGowan and and <laughs> uh, made the the what did the suit costume pattern to look like his black sports coat with the white piping and everything and change the flag to have the penny farthing logo and so on. And, uh, just generally tried to play the game. I, well, I started out trying to play the game sort of in the mindset of that character and wondering which of the animal characters were spying on me and which ones were prisoners (laughs) like I was. And, Eventually, the game sort of changed to where it became more and more clear that I was the one running this town because (laughs) in Animal Crossing, the player character is the only one who does a damn thing in the town. Right. So, so it got the the other animals have jobs, right? They sell stuff. They they hang around. Well, there there are a couple shopkeepers, but they're not uh, villagers. They only exist in the shops. Oh, I see so 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 those guys are definitely part of the conspiracy. And okay, what do the villagers do? Uh, they basically just hang around, and every now and then they'll ask you to go get them an orange <laughs> or they something. They move. They move in, right? So there's yeah, there's new some... ones. New ones move in and out. Um, if you that, go away
2: for long enough, they accuse you of having been on a secret succotash tour. <laughs> I remember they, that.
1: Sometimes they write you letters. They don't. Out of stores, I can tell they don't have any hobbies.
0: Yeah, letter so, writing is kind writing of letters, a hobby. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What What I eventually started doing was um, is a hobby. Yeah, <laughs> um, there's a mechanic where if you get to become very, very close friends with an animal. There's a small chance every time you interact with them that they'll give you a photograph of themselves as like a furniture item that you can put on a shelf. Mm-hmm. And so I decided that that represented the big secret that each of these characters had, which was what caused this the the conspiracy to kidnap them and trap them on this island, and that I was... Attempting to manipulate them to, to acquire this intelligence. And I started refusing to let any of the animals leave because the, when an animal decides to move out, it'll announce this intention to you and you get the opportunity to deny them to leave if they're like one of your favorite guys. And so I started just unilaterally denying anybody the ability to, to move out unless I had gotten the information from them to sort of recreating that uh that uh, dilemma that number 6 finds himself in but now the the tables have turned and number 6 has become the new number 2 so to speak that sounds amazing it was it was entertaining i played it for a real long time i played it over for over a year yeah it was it was at least a year of playing it every single day without missing a day. And then I played it for a fair amount of time after that year. And then something happened that, Oh, I remember what it was. I, I accident, when, when somebody moves out, there's a period of time when somebody is going to move in to replace them. And because I had designed the, the village in keeping as, as much as I could within this very low fidelity of what I, what the layout of the village in the TV show seemed to be. So like there's one episode where people are playing chess on a giant human sized chessboard and I painted a similar chessboard on a field that I cleared out in this village. And when somebody new is about to move in, there's a trick you can do to manipulate where they put their house. But you have to be ready to do it and remember to do it on every single day that somebody might move in. Uh, otherwise, they'll just put their house down randomly somewhere and you don't have any control over it. And I missed a day and some goofy-looking gorilla dude built a house right in the middle of my chessboard. Oh, <laughs> that's was, awful. Yeah, oh, it sucked. And I was like, all right, well, I guess I'm done. I don't have to play this anymore.
2: <laughs> what, what is the trick?
0: Uh, if you, the, the way it works is normally when you log in, it decides everything that happens that morning and then saves the game after deciding that and then boots the game up. So once you're in the game, everything that has happened has already happened and it is saved already. So it's irreversible, but If you instead instead of logging in with your normal character, if you create a new character, it will decide what happens, but not save the game until that new character has registered themselves and and picked a location for their house. So you can walk around town with this new character and see what is about to happen.
3: Oh wow!
0: And then, if you don't like it, you can just turn the game off and delete that character, and then load up another new character, and it'll reroll everything.
1: And you did this every day?
0: Uh, well, not every day, but every day that someone might move. Uh, yeah, every day immediately after somebody had moved out. Oh, until I until a new guy had moved in, and there was no longer any danger.
1: That's horrifying.
0: Yeah, it was it was it was a crazy thing and I'm amazed that I stuck with it for an entire year.
1: <laughs> Is this documented anywhere? This seems like it would be it be like a viral let's play on YouTube <laughs> making millions of dollars.
0: No, not really. I think I have some screenshots somewhere, but nothing uh, Like nothing you, very you took detailed. photographs of your DS? Yeah, I like I took some photographs yeah, of Yeah, I guess the DS doing a let's play
1: of a 3 DS a game would be really hard.
0: I think I have on PDF somewhere the uh the digital graph paper that I used to design the town layout with and stuff like that. I actually, right. in the process of figuring it out, I figured out how what determines whether or not a planted tree will grow to a degree that the people that had at that point written FAQs on it on GameFAQs had not yet understood. So I was able to actually contribute some information to the community. Oh, nice.
2: Um, somebody wrote in and I, because I transcribed this from somewhere else, I don't know if this was like somebody sent a message in KOL or an email or something, but explaining this, uh, uh, a thousand versus 10,000 numbering symbols. Right? Oh yeah. Okay. On a minor note relating to Ojibon, Yeah. Japanese and Chinese and Korean groups, large numbers in powers of 10,000, not a thousand like Western languages. So one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight would be one, two, three, four, mon five, six, seven, eight, or in long form. And I don't really understand this. One sen, two hiaku, three ju, four man, five sen, five six hiaku, seven ju, eight. Romanizing all the words. Zach's guess that this has something to do with the low value of the yen compared to currencies like the dollar and the pound is unfortunately not based in fact. Powers of ten thousand grouping goes back many hundreds of years, at least. Really confusingly, especially for Westerners trying to learn Japanese, comma separation is used at powers of a thousand intervals, Western style, when writing numbers in Western numerals.
3: Yeah, that's that is the thing that's confusing. Yeah, they, that was th-
0: definitely what
3: they that used. Weird. The commas, like I expect, and then demark it by the power of 10 to the 4th. I mean, the 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 fact that
2: there's a comma at the lowest value that something becomes a K is still pretty arbitrary, right? It's not like...
3: It
1: is, but it makes a lot of sense to us at this point. I, I have certainly formed patterns in my head connecting the two. Yeah.
2: Yeah. But it's not
1: important that that connection exists, right? It's, it's just a choice. It's a well. It's a choice, but it's also like the, it's a culture clash. Like when I that I would my, probably
3: have I would probably put the comment at the f- every four digits instead of every three. If I if our number system, do you know what I mean?
1: Yeah. Aiden,
2: w- right? Zach, you used to talk about a tweet maybe from Matthew Lillard about feeling sad but then feeling totally sweet, but in a funnier way. Yep. What was it? Well, th- this was a tweet from Matthew Lillard on uh, the nineteenth of September, two thousand twelve, that says, "I was feeling down, and then I trimmed up my pubic region, and then I felt totally dominate."
3: <laughs> dominate. <laughs> yeah, it, it, it could also be pronounced "dominate," right?
2: <laughs> well, I guess, yeah, it's pretty good. It had twenty eight retweets. It's, it's funny if you favorites. pronounce it "dominate." Yeah. That's good. Um, a lot of you know a lot of replies. A lot of you know a lot of Matthew Lillard fans replying to the tweet in ways that are you know entertaining and engaging. They're really engaging with Matthew Lillard's brand.
3: <laughs> his pubes. <laughs> his pubes are his brand. It
2: really. I mean, I don't know if you guys have tried this on a day when you were feeling down, but if you if you trim up your pubic region a little bit, you do feel really dominate. I have found.
3: What happens if you accidentally slip and and
2: and give yourself a, give yourself the porpentine? <laughs> Uh, then you feel slightly less dominated.
3: Never say that again. <laughs> this is uh, this is jumping a little bit ahead to the uh, assignment, but the did, I don't know if you looked at the message board at all and went back to the first message, but it was from Borpentine. on the first the first
2: guest book yep. message. Uh, that's yeah, pretty yeah. funny. Yep. Um, yeah, let's. Uh, have you guys been playing any video games? Uh, uh, yes. What do you got, Riff?
0: Uh I played through. Um, everybody's gone to the rapture oh yeah uh, chinese think rooms new thing it's uh is that ps4 only it is uh, as far as i know yeah and there are
2: no plans to release it on pc although when i said that at the office everybody was like fucking yes there are shut up like, <laughs> it says on the wikipedia and on their web page probably did sony pay it's probably in it? the contract yeah They usually don't do that, though, right? Like the console exclusives usually don't include PC.
1: I actually don't know how much about uh, about that I'm allowed to say. Super Time Force was—they did a similar thing. Like we knew, and they specifically,
3: they they specifically did not announce a PC port. Like it was part—I think it was part of their contract. Or I mean, I don't know that for a fact. But like, it was about a month after it came out on console that they then announced the the PC port. Right? Sorry,
2: riff. Is it cool?
0: Yeah, it's, I mean, it's, it's, I was slightly disappointed because when I first heard about it, uh, the, the concept is that you're, you're wandering around this, uh, sort of quaint English countryside village where everybody has suddenly and mysteriously disappeared.
2: Um, so it's like that, this is the end
1: movie.
0: Uh, <laughs> <where> yeah, <laughs> I'm not familiar with that movie. So oh, the left
1: behind series starring Kirk Cameron. Did you okay. f- did,
3: at the end of it? Do you go home and it turns out that everybody was just waiting there just,
0: it's because a it's a surprise party. party. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that would have been pretty good. Uh, but yeah, I I I had hoped it would have been more more like Gone Home, where you can actually wander around these people's houses and look in their closets and learn more stuff about them that way. Uh, but it's really not very interactive at all. It's it's more like Dear Esther was where you're yeah. just sort of, you're, you're just walking. And as you walk, you, you sort of stumble into sort of like flashbacks of people talking. And, and as it continues, you know, the discussions ramp up in time and you gradually understand what, what happened. Um, and did the, you the story can, did you try a really good,
3: second time through to see if it was, I, the have, same I have, I have not,
0: I have not played it, I, uh, a second time through. Um, it, i I have to imagine the narrative is the same um because it's like it a,
3: actually co- was coherent,
0: <laughs> yeah, because it, it was very coherent and pretty detailed. I think okay. I probably missed some of just the like little half story about half it half car crash yeah it's it's actually very science fictiony i don't, okay. I don't want to say much about it because I don't want to spoil anything um but um
2: everybody's gone to rapture, it's just a <laughs> <prequel>. <laughs> yes
0: bad fanfic um it's neat though. It's it's um it's kind of exploratory, but it's not real exploratory. Like I would say like as you're playing through, it starts out you're on a very limited linear path, but eventually you get to the village proper and it sort of opens out. And, but it it still sort of wants to guide you down a path. There's like a thing that you start seeing that will uh, that will like appear and lead you to the next thing. Um, if you if you don't feel like wandering around on your own, and my experience of wandering around on my own and ignoring that thing for a while was that most of the houses are not actually accessible. The doors yeah. are just locked, so there's not a lot of profit in in trying to fight the linearity. Um, I, I like the 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 guide thing is not. Like it, it will, how do I want to put it? It's like, it's not super high resolution. So like, it'll like guide you down a path and sort of hover for a bit and then go down the next way. But that bit where it was hovering, there is a little branching path that goes off to another house. So like, if you see a house nearby, it's worth going and looking and checking, making sure that the door is open or not. Uh, but it's not worth... Like totally striking out in the opposite direction on your own, because uh, for the, for the most part you're going to be following that thing around. But uh, I mean, I don't know. It's it's an efficient way. To, following it is definitely an efficient way to to get the story. And it, it's an interesting story, and the, everything's really beautiful. So I it's. I mean, I I don't want to sound. Uh, uh, I feel like I would be do- doing it a disservice to say that it's a four-hour movie that you push forward on your controller while you're watching it. Uh, but that's kind of what it is. But it's a good movie, well presented, so it's still a good experience.
2: Did you play The Vanishing of Ethan Carter? We, we didn't. I have not yet.
0: I have it played. on. Yeah, I have it on PS4. I think I haven't played it yet, though.
2: I'm curious how you would feel about that because it splits the difference. In some interesting ways, between the like walking simulator and like the game ass game, but uh,
1: yeah, it's got some very gamey puzzles in it. Yeah,
2: and some very gamey story elements. Yep. Did you play the whole thing? Me? Yeah, 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 yeah. I did.
3: I've not played it at all. I think
2: I did um, not actually finish it because I got mad at the amount of backtracking that it wanted me to do to achieve. A thing at oh, the end. yeah, I
0: think I remember you talking about that.
2: Yeah. Uh, what else did you play, Riff?
0: Uh, I started playing Mother 3, uh, which is pretty good, especially if you consider the fact that I apparently don't have any patience for JRPGs anymore. <laughs> unless, unless both the story is pretty compelling and the combat does something fairly unique and interesting. And in Mother 3's case, it's that the combat is also... Has uh, sort of an optional uh, musical rhythm game element to it. Riff, if, let's
2: make a JRPG.
0: No, okay.
2: Let's just make one with like really straight up bog standard boring
3: combat.
0: just just super basic arena style combat like I made in Hyper Card when I was ten. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> hyper combat. That's yeah. the
2: level. That's the level of discourse we're going for. HyperColor, color. <laughs> hyper combat. Mm. <laughs> But yeah, Mother, do, you, do you think Mother somebody ever made a HyperCard stack to keep track of their HyperColor shirts? Oh, or were those two contemporaneous? I hope so. It's not too late. <laughs> <laughs> it might be. I don't know if you can get HyperColor shirts anymore. I mean, I'm sure you get them on eBay. Uh, yeah. Well, if you already have some, uh, that's true. And why wouldn't you have kept them? Right. If you ever had one, why would you have gotten rid of it? So we need to do that as an. Uh, we need to do that as an assignment at some point. Hyper Mother three. Yeah, HyperCard. Oh. We all just need <laughs> to make a game things. using HyperCard. D- they must make like a Mac OS one emulator that will Mac, run HyperCard. Mac, there, em- Mac
0: emulators be. are they exist, but they're a real pain in the ass because nobody's uh, willing to package it with the BIOS information. So oh, you have right. to hunt yeah, that down yeah. yourself. And because you don't I, want I have seen, and I've
1: um, at you. I have seen a HyperCard clone that's meant to run on modern systems. Oh,
0: really? Nice. I,
1: I it. It seemed very much like a Mario Paint composer for PC. It was just, let's take this exact interface and capability set and and duplicate it. Kevin, I bet you haven't played many video games.
3: Uh, I played... Well, I played two. I played uh, this one called Blocky Raider. Have you seen this? Mm -mm. Mm -mm. So it is... um, It is Crossy Road, but you are exploring a tomb Indiana Jones style instead of crossing highways and rivers.
1: That sounds right up my alley.
3: Yes, except it's terrible. Uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> that so no
0: longer sounds right up my alley. Yeah. Like
3: they just they just missed. It's all little subtle things like the controls aren't quite as good as Crossy Road the time like it's it's just a little bit faster um you the the traps are like <laughs> ag- aggressively unfriendly um the um uh, I guess the currency that you get. So like it has exactly like, it is just a ripoff of Crossy road. You, you collect coins just like you do in Crossy road. You get a hundred of them. Then you can spin those in a bubble machine, just like Crossy road to unlock new characters. Um, it's, it is ridiculous how, how much they stuck to that. Like the formulation, um, and the art style is very similar. Uh, but (laughs) I don't know. It's it. It held my interest for like an hour, um, as I like sort of learned how each of the traps worked and that kind of thing. Yeah. Um, but I, I, there are just so many little subtle things about how they actually put it together that if they had if they had just if they had just sort of understood what made Crossy Roads so work so well the way it did, I think they would have they would have actually like had a good success because like this is like. Thematically, way more interesting than crossing a bunch of highways, right? Yeah, have so all that had was nostalgia.
1: Hipster Whale just put out uh, a Pac-Man game called Pac-Man Two Fifty Six. Is that out yet? It, I think it came out today. Oh, okay, or maybe yesterday. That one sounds awesome. I, I saw sort of and like I've heard you were just
2: middling s- responses to it
1: uh, when you were just yeah. It's it's okay when you were describing. What, what by the way, there's a. Pop up on Alpha. the computer over there, recording. Is that is that important? Maybe I don't know. Let me
3: look.
2: What's the other thing you played, Kevin?
1: Uh,
3: so then I uh, spent some time today playing Alpha Bear because the they patched it. The yeah, the patch came out. So I guess it had been out for a little while on Android, um, and they just completely overhauled the how the game is balanced and um, hmm. a bunch of different things about it. Uh, a lot of the meta game stuff is now. Very different. Um, oh, all the have to like,
0: check it out again. What all did they do? Uh,
3: so they they changed the sort of power curves on everything. the The early bears are weaker. Uh, the later bears are much much stronger. Um, and same with sort of the challenges. But the challenges are the game is technically easier now. Um, they reduced. They they lengthened a, a few of the timers of the early of some of the like earliest game bears, but then shortened almost all of the timers by a tremendous amount. So like the things that were. Four or eight hours are almost now all 20 minutes. Um, So you can can basically take it out, play a game, put it away, and then take it out and pull it. The next
2: time you have to poop, all of your bears are recharged. All of your bears are
3: recharged. Even the rare bears are only like three-hour timers and stuff like that. Um, So it is way, way, way more friendly in that regard. Um, Yeah, and then they added a bunch of bears and... The, there's some new challenge, like, the, they've added challenge modes, which are, like, extra hard versions of levels, and uh, they have, like, new little skull tiles on some of the higher chapters that, uh, when you reveal them, the tile under it only has one turn, so you have to be really careful about how many of those you you reveal in any given turn, that kind of thing. It's uh, it's good. It's I, I feel like all of the changes were definitely for the better, betterment of the game. Um I haven't had enough time to mess with it to really let it soak in. Um,
1: I have, well, it sounds to me that the version you played is the version I have been playing. Okay. And what I was saying before about, um, about not be, be feeling like I can make progress in the meta game unless I'm using the best bears, which all have like timers of like eight hours. Oh, huh. Um, that's still true for me. There are... there The legendary bears have a 12-hour timer. Right. The yeah. the good stuff, you know?
3: So, because I played it so much in the degenerate way beforehand, my best bears are not the legendary ones. Because those are all... St- all my legendary bears are, like, level one.
1: Oh, okay. Yeah. And
3: I have some maxed out... I have one maxed out legendary bear um, from sort of a, a boss fight exploit. And <laughs> uh, I've got... Um, a handful of other sort of high level. That's interesting. Players. So your
1: your experience of this is totally patch is different. going to be totally different from people who didn't. Yes. Exploit the. Uh, yeah. Yeah.
3: So like, I, I it, it, it is hard for me to know. I, I'm really curious what somebody who like is just playing this casually would feel like. I think it would be interesting to see what Zach thinks of it, for example. Yeah. You know.
2: I deleted it and then oh. reinstalled it so that I could. Get over. all of the bear the level one bears before I went on. Okay. Before, but then it was like right after that they patched it, so you could go back to previous chapters. Um, but then I just I kind of ran out of gas. Like I just didn't get. I would probably still be playing it if it was just the game. You know, if there was just a daily challenge that was just like see how many points you can score on this grid. Well,
3: like kind of are right. Like yeah,
2: but I just I like. I, I find like the, the whole bear system so obnoxious that I just sort of refuse to engage with it
1: anyway. Right, and you have to engage with it to you play do. it all. Yeah. You do. Yeah.
2: So, I yeah, it's 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 frustrating. I mean, I can understand from their perspective wanting it to be something more than just this abstract puzzle game.
3: Well, cuz they want to figure out a way to monetize it, right? Like right. I think I think you wouldn't have any of this if they, if they didn't want to figure out some money-making scheme. And, you know, I think it's
2: possible for people to engage with this game on a level where they don't care about that stuff and just play it very, very casually. And like, because if you're not using the bears, you're probably not going to win the boss fights. So maybe you don't know or care that you've been in chapter two for the whole
3: thing for the whole time yeah you know and i think it is i think it it is is the collection aspect of the bears that become like that's the only leaderboard that they have for example is like how many bears do you have right
2: and i mean that's it would probably be more fun to me if i just wasn't if i was able to just ignore all of that stuff but because there's a part of me that thinks like well this system exists the system was designed i should engage with this system Mm. that just makes it so i'm like eh, this is bad yeah, that's that's sort it of is, a frustrating point. It maybe. is a shame that these people in spite of having made such good games just
3: can't make any fucking money. Yeah, I mean they, they they've talked about it, I think at length online at like they've had I think three sort of moderate successes and still are like stressed out about having enough money to continue. Yeah. yeah and that's and that's a huge success rate for most studios. like they they're doing relatively quick games like one every year or so. Um, and uh, you know they have dozens of prototypes that never really made it out the door. <sighs> you know it is a weird place in terms of business models. For the mobile, video games the mobile now.
2: game market is a goddamn wasteland. And well, but I
3: think it could be argued that the PC market is rapidly approaching that, right? There are, I d- I think it's ten I times as is, many games on Steam as there were two years ago. Uh, yeah, that's true, and that's just going to get worse and worse.
2: Yeah, I don't know why I feel like it is. I mean, I do know why. It's easier to search for things on Steam.
3: <laughs> yeah, you don't when you. <laughs> When you search for something on iOS and it brings up, like, a clone of the game instead of the game, And like, it, that's obnoxious. Yeah,
2: and also people who play games on PC will find out about a thing and then will actually type some text into a field somewhere to find and play that game. Right. Whereas the way that things become successful on mobile is by being completely effortless to engage with. And you just can't... Yeah, I don't know.
3: Puzzle games do okay i feel like on mobile although i don't i don't know how i, I say that without actually knowing financially how they do but pe- i mean people engage with them and they those are those are meant to have some friction right? michael bro has you know
2: is does the pc version of 868 hack even cost anything yeah is, is it Oh, i guess it's on steam yeah, yeah. The, i mean the original version was free all cool, right um but i think all of his money comes from the ios version right i mean that's oh i don't know my understanding is that that is, like, basically the only reliable source of income that he had was was 8.6.8 selling on
3: iOS. And that is more, like, I think a roguelike or a broguelike is uh, more like a puzzle game than, a, than sort of an arcade one. You know, like, Helix didn't do anything, which is... Yeah, I mean,
2: that's because Helix was not very good. It is, a,
3: it is a great game. Yeah, well... So, that is also weird... Right. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know, like Crossy Road was a mega hit and it was basically just sort of a a sort of arcadey time waster. Right. Mm-hmm.
1: You play anything, Jim? Uh yeah, I I was playing uh the new thing by hipster whale Pac Man two fifty six. Yeah. Uh which is when you were talking about um not quite getting the controls right blocky 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 raider raider. yeah uh it it reminded me of that in in terms of like you were talking about exploring a space and learning how certain traps worked it feels very similar to that where like instead of there just be there being four ghosts that that i mean they each follow their own patterns but mainly what they do is chase you you. Yeah. yeah um each of the, each of the ghost types in uh, in Pac-Man 256 they have a behavior like one of them uh, goes towards you if it sees you and it keeps going in that direction until it hits a wall. One of them doesn't activate until you get close to it and then it follows you for a while and then becomes that other other kind of ghost. Okay. Um, uh, there's a color that will like always turn towards you or towards the bottom of the screen. okay. Uh, it'll never go up. Oh. So if you're behind it, you're safe from it. Um, and I do think that the it is interesting and successful in the way that it uh, combines these sort of it's it's a randomly generated maze, I think, and it Does combines it these go uh,
3: if sort of infinitely in one direction, like cross yeah. the road. Okay. Yeah,
1: yeah. It's
3: it's what what is it, like? You clearly don't need to collect all the dots right to move on or right how it's,
1: well it's a high it's a score attack game okay so you get um you get a combo for eating dots in a row without skipping without like moving without eating a dot yeah um and you get a bonus for that um and then you get um a f- i'm not sure how the fruit multiplier works but i think when you eat the fruit um it starts a a range of time where you get a certain multiplier on all your all your score okay um
3: and there's uh, a bunch of power ups, right?
1: Yeah, that's something I don't understand yet. Because I, um, I know
3: you can turn a, you can like, freeze That's something them that, like, I think is the, and- the
1: game's biggest problem right now is that, like, all the uh, the monetization stuff is like upgrading these power ups and like paying to use these power ups in credits. Yeah. Uh-huh. And and I don't. That's less accessible. I don't really get like you have a loadout, but. You can't just use this stuff at will. You have to find it on the map, which is like. Okay. So I think what you're choosing at the beginning is like what power-ups will appear on the map.
3: Oh, and they're and they're like power pills or whatever.
1: Yeah, but but yeah. the power pills you get for free without using the credit for the power-ups. <coughs> so it's it that that part of the game is just confusing and not okay. very interesting. Huh. Um. But I I do think that the it succeeds at being a, a pretty good endless runner Pac-Man style game with with uh, interesting interactions between the different elements of it. And I haven't played it that much yet. I'm not sure if it's going to stick with me. Um, But um, Fallout Shelter also came out for Android. So I loaded that up. I loaded it up and I was looking at the tutorial and I was like, this is too complicated. I'll deal with this later. So I closed it. And then I did that like two or three more times. And like, the after doing that two or three more times, like app like after that, like my base was in such shambles that like <laughs> as far as I can tell, it was just completely unrecoverable. Like everybody was flatlining at ten percent happiness. And I which I never got any what well, got them out of. Like it was just, oh yeah, ten percent still. Um like everybody is like everybody's complaining constantly about like getting about, about their radiation poisoning. Um <laughs> The uh, gosh, just a little radiation and they just won't shut up, (laughs) yeah. Um, and I was, I was, I eventually started just logging in occasionally just to like to watch the slow decline of this base into (laughs) just abject, you know, suffer, abject suffering. And and uh, what eventually happened, like it was weird, like nobody was dying. Like everybody was getting like down to like ten percent health and staying there and just nobody nobody was like actually dying of whatever threats you have in a base like that.
0: Yeah, I think because it doesn't uh it doesn't run events when you're not watching.
1: Okay. So, yeah. So
0: it would have to it would have to wait for you to log in and then have some rad roaches or raiders show up to actually right. kill anybody.
1: And what actually ended up happening was um I tried to do a rush on a uh Water, water purification room and got a rad roach infestation and ended up killing like 60, 70% of the base. (laughs) Just like I was like, I kept dragging people into the room. Okay, you deal with these roaches and like they all just were dying. And I had no caps, so I couldn't revive any of them. So I spent most of the time like, okay, either like the entire for like, for like five minutes, I was dragging people into the room and then like clicking on all the corpses and saying remove. (laughs)
0: <laughs> it, it would be funny if just the after everybody's dead you can just leave the corpses in there and then come back in a month and there's little skeletons
1: oh, i didn't even occur to me to, to, oh, to i thought not. you
2: were gonna say it, it you get a colony
1: of ghouls uh,
0: or, oh, like that would be good too. you get
1: to play the game but but <clears throat> with roaches
3: instead of people
1: <laughs> yeah yeah i actually do think it would be neat if you could like one of the failure states was managing a ghoul colony
0: yeah if you got too much rad poisoning on everybody.
1: Yeah, yeah. Would you say that that's pretty rad? It, 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 it. it w- now I'm not going to say it just because of you, Kevin.
2: <laughs> that it? Yeah. <clears throat> the only thing I like, I played a ton of Hearthstone because I keep playing a ton of Hearthstone, and I've continued to play Magic: The Gathering in real life with real physical cards and stuff, and that's been pretty fun.
3: You just like card games?
2: I guess I do. Um, <clears throat> but I played a game that I learned today is made by a friend of ours. Uh, <laughs> when I mentioned it to you, a game called Anchorage, which was assigned to me as a, like indicated jury process thing. Like I had to review it and I was like, wow, this game is really awesome. And then I told Kevin about it and he was like, oh yeah, Gabe made that. Our friend Gabe, the go Gabe. Uh, but it is a game that you, it's basically just a web page. And you give it access to your Gmail account and then it spends like 10 minutes building a little database. And then you are sailing a boat down a river and along the coast of the river are like dates like spring 2004. Like my, my Gmail account went back to like 2003 ish 2002, 2003. And it just finds the people that you communicated with a lot And it has them sailing along in boats for the duration of time that you were talking to them. And there's a bunch of sort of confusing mechanical interactions where if you're close to someone, you're also kind of controlling their boats so you can get them further down the river before they, like, crash into things. As opposed to them, like, disappearing when they did in the narrative of your actual life, which I think would have been more effective. Like, you run into enough obstacles and then it's just game over and you start over and it's the exact same people because it uses the same algorithm every time with no real randomization in it which was kind of dissatisfying like i wish that i could have just had the experience of playing this thing and just kind of like all right this is like passage except it's your own fucking life yeah (laughs) right and the people that you've known and it's like well maybe you're sailing along with your ex-wife for a while feeling kind of uncomfortable about that and then like oh who's Who's this couple of people around the corner? Oh, I guess that's your divorce lawyer, and then that girl you dated while you were trying to get your house back. Like, huh. like, wah! This is this is game there, is creating is there, emotions.
0: Is there an Amazon that just marches down the river for your entire life beside you?
2: Ah, <laughs> uh, okay, I get it. I get that joke. That's pretty funny.
0: Yeah,
2: yeah. No, it must know, right? Like, it must. <clears throat> every once in a while there was like my cousin with his entire like military title
0: was oh, wow. there like it
2: was really long email address because that was like the name that was on there um, that's funny though like I, I guess I would have eventually gotten to the fucking kickstarter rapids where right. all, <laughs> all there was was just kickstarter emails but I never survived that long and I only wanted to I like I didn't want to play it more than once because it was like well that that sort of like weirdly, like, unnerving, depressing nostalgia thing that it evoked by just, like, basically showing me this abstracted movie of, like, parts of my life from many, many years ago. It was so effective.
3: Do you... What about people that you've had email contact with for the past 10 years or whatever?
2: You never showed up, for instance. That might also be why Amazon didn't show up. Yeah. There might just be, like, we're just ignoring people who didn't have, like come and go for 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 whom they did not identify like an arc that i mean that
3: makes more sense
2: that makes for better stories yeah right like because if it just shows you like your friend who died or whatever like that's gonna mean more than like your mom if you've emailed your mom last week right like i i'm really curious i really want to talk to gabe and see like how did you do this like it's i can't well i like literally can't recommend it because i don't think there's anywhere that you can go to go play it right now
3: I think I think it's available on the web.
2: Is it just like accessible? It's I think so. it's the controls are confusing, and it's glitchy, and it it is a really awesome idea, and the like emotional execution of it is really good, but the technical execution of it is not.
1: Um, you say it was called Anchorage. Yeah. Why is it called Anchorage?
2: Uh, boat term.
1: Yeah. Uh, I guess.
2: I was modeled after Operation Anchorage, the first DLC to Fallout Three. <laughs> sure, this is like this is what you do during your downtime in the like simulation pods.
0: Are details of all your old emails saved, even if you've cleared out your box?
2: Yeah, I mean, if you archive it, it's still there.
0: Oh, I don't think I've archived everything. Okay. I think I've just deleted all my old ones. So yeah, this is it is Probably
2: not playable not on the web. It's yeah, I, do- I don't like. I think th- th- there there were some. Uh, there were some things in the URL that IndyCade's jury system gave to me, which is called Judy. We don't call the jury Judy. Come on. (laughs) (laughs) That led me to believe that it was like not public. Like it might just be like security through obscurity thing, but it's weird. You expressed reluctance to like ever hook anything up
3: to anything else. Yeah. I don't give things access to my Twitter account or my email account or anything.
2: I kind of determine whether I feel like something is worth investigating or not. And if I think that it is, or if I really want to, or if I think it will let me see pictures of boobs or something, then I will do it. I'll just, you can have whatever. Just show me the boobs. Magic computer <laughs> voice. Voice. Why does a voice need? What? <laughs> no, I. I kind of, you know, it's my worst kept secret that I just don't care about computer security at all as much as i care about just kind of living my life and doing stuff so like if i need to if i need to give you access to my credentials to get a burrito delivered like i'll just do that that's fine i want a burrito like concerns about other people knowing my password are really intangible you know what's really tangible it's fucking delicious ass burrito right now <laughs>
3: What will also be tangible is when all of your money is gone because someone has figured out a way to transfer it to their own bank account instead of yours. And that
2: is an imaginary problem. So, uh, no. So
3: far. (laughs) Yeah.
1: But the burritos are real.
3: Yeah. Well, you think they're real. But you don't know what's inside.
1: I mean, all, any of us
2: are, burritos included, is dust in the wind. Delicious carne asada dust in the wind. In the guacamole wind. That's it, really. You want to talk about the assignment? Yes. All right. Sure. I had fun with with this assignment. It's,
0: it's a weird thing. Sonic yeah.
3: Dreams Collection.
2: It yeah. here here's a question for you, Jim, because I feel like you know. This is a this is a collection of mini games that are sort of Sonic the Hedgehog nominally Sonic the Hedgehog themed fan games. Right. Is there anything to any of them other than the movie maker?
3: I mean the
0: MMO
2: I
3: never got into the MMO.
2: I could not get past the title screen.
3: Okay,
0: there. Yeah, it is possible. I I, I, it yeah. <laughs> see, well, I I wandered around very involved a little bit. Yeah, see, what I I wandered around until I didn't see anything much new. But coincidentally, uh, super great friend on his Saturday stream did a fairly complete run through of it. And okay, then, it,
2: has an, it has an ascension mechanic. Did you guys just yeah. agree ahead of time to fuck with us no. or what no. how do you get past the title screen?
3: So as you play the other games, you did you ever notice a thing that told you the a username anywhere?
2: Yeah, the yeah.
3: Okay. And did you notice anything that told you a password anywhere?
2: I found the password but not the username.
3: Okay. So those those are the, those two things are the username and password to actually launch Sega Net, which is another application in the Sonic Dreams Collection folder. Uh-oh. Like you had, to, you had to dig through all the other folders and stuff.
2: Ah, uh, okay. That's well, shit. Really now me. I feel now I feel like I did not
3: actually play because like, I feel like the whole game is like figuring that out and then fucking yeah. around with the MMO. The
2: movie Maker. The Movie Maker was really oh,
1: good. Sure. And there's a there's a lot to it that I didn't. <laughs> yeah. I don't think that I found. I thought the the last one, my roommate Sonic or whatever it is. I thought that was. Really good as well. I
2: got
3: stuck. Yeah, I
2: had a I,
1: really hard time getting past the like. I
3: couldn't make any progress. It, yeah. Like
2: I got to the oh, I wow. got to the point where you were trying to tickle him, and it said "Go for the kill," and I just every, he get, batted my hand away every yeah, every single every time. Single I just
1: got stuck. Yeah, well, you have to just keep finding new places to tickle. Huh. Uh, I um. tried
3: getting his foot, but it like. It would
1: just twist his foot around and not have to it. Yeah, actually, I, I had the I exact same experience. You might have to, like, be able to... I, I I eventually knocked his shoe off.
0: Oh, take his shoe yes, off. Yes, and his grotesque human foot yeah. <laughs> is okay. revealed. Yeah. That makes a
1: lot of sense. <laughs> yeah, I know. And, and the payoff for that, I don't want to... If you guys haven't experienced this... Uh,
3: okay, I, I can see that.
1: But, like, especially, like, I, I don't have, you know, any sort of VR device, but especially if this was, like, all... Like, if this was, like... In right in my face, yeah. and I was immersed in that. Like that, that was fucking amazing. Does it actually support Oculus? I don't know. It seemed like like a yeah. joke, but no. I, I mean, it seemed like a joke. But it seems like a joke that they would actually they would have followed through on. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
2: One thing that I really, really, I think my favorite thing about this game was the fact that when you increased or decreased the resolution of the window, yes. the, music the music would music. speed up and yeah. slow down in response to it.
3: So good. <laughs> it's like what. I am
2: so happy that someone thought of that. That's yeah. really good. Like if it, little tiny. So good. It's like just simulating like a Game Boy emulator that the frame rate increases the smaller you make <sighs> the window or something so, like
3: That was beautiful. Yeah, that, that was like the one thing that mm-hmm. I, I immediately wrote down. I oh, was, I'm like, so sad so that good. I didn't get
2: into the. I mean, I'm just going to go back and mess with this. I don't I don't I remember seeing the password. I don't remember seeing the username.
3: Did you did that you- was in that was. In the movie makers, where that is, I, you have to like. I think I think I saw it when I jumped off the ledge during the alien invasion. I did that too, but there's like a, there's a really dark like poster at the bottom.
2: Huh. Okay. I just got reset to the, to top, the top, and also there was no alien invasion, so I don't know. Did you carry it, tails back to the egg? Who was in love with tails? <laughs>
3: I don't think so. So in
2: the motel scene where the like post-prom orgy is happening, you can go all the way around. You can go behind the hotel and take a really long walk where there's that egg guy from the, from the MMO title screen. And he was like, I'm in love with tails, but I'm way too shy. And in the room outside the orgy, there is tails passed out after playing too much beer pong. Yeah. And if you carry, if you carry tails all the way back to the egg guy, he'll like thank you and say that his dreams have come true and then spawn this like flaming heart that you can carry around and just leave these awesome like flame tracers everywhere <laughs> cool um i couldn't figure out anything to do with it like taking it back to the orgy there's, didn't seem
3: did you walk behind the anything? set i think it was the prom where there was like the backdrop where it's like a
2: movie set no did
3: you cuz there were there's a bunch of um pineapples on the ground yeah. and one of them makes a different sound like kind of like glass if you fuck with it and that if you take it back to the door gives you a, a thing which lets you scale objects uh, mm. which allows you to which allows you to get to a lot of different places in right the there's in the
2: womb there was that thing where there's like a hamburger blocking one of the yeah like <laughs> intestines that leads out of the yep. main area mm, this is so
3: good <laughs> the arcane kids are amazing really like do you know these people, Jim?
2: <laughs> these seem like uh, dudes you'd be friends with. Yeah. I
1: no. Rachel does. Oh, okay. Yeah, they they all uh, work together. They have co working space at Glitch City in L A. That makes a lot of sense. Um, I haven't had a chance to meet any of them. I don't think we
3: should see if we can hang out. Yeah, let's have a Indicator. dinner.
1: Let's have a dinner at any. Yeah, that sounds these great. Guys. You
2: have to put it together because you've got you've got cred. Yeah, I can do that. Kevin and I are old news
3: at this point. <laughs>
1: But yeah, no, I would, I would love that. That sounds great. Sonic Dreams Collection, yeah,
3: free on the internet. I
2: mean, I know nothing about Sonic, and this was awesome. Yeah, so it, it, it did not. Re- I,
3: I was really worried that it was, it was going to be like uninteresting or impenetrable to somebody who had like no, aff- uh, like affiliation with it when they're from their childhood or whatever. There, there
2: really is like nothing to the first one though, right? The like,
3: I, I didn't find anything. The character that's, that's the character creator for the MMO.
1: Oh, okay. So, sort of. The name gen- the <laughs> yeah. name generator is funny. Yeah, I mean, I thought the whole thing was yeah, it was well done. It was very simple, yeah. very slight, but the whole thing was well done. No, it was just
2: like a sort of a bad Nintendo sixty four, like character editor thing. Yeah, yeah, <clears throat> yeah, yeah. yeah. You should go Hack. back. You should check it out. I should. Do you have to actually remember the password and username? or does you, just it have just a lo- you just have to do it once. Fill them in once you've found them? Because I don't remember what. The password I think I found in the my roommate Sonic It thing. is. It, it sort of <clears> flickers throat> up,
1: throat> flickers on the screen. Is it the same password for everybody? Mm-hmm. Okay. Same so I guess same you could password. just
3: look it up. You can, in fact.
1: Well, okay. Yeah. I guess we're just doing this assignment again next week. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Well, we are. What is our actual assignment? I forget the name of
3: it. Subterraria, I think, S- or Subterrarium, Subterrarium,
2: Subterrarium. It's just yeah. like a little Itchio puzzle game uh, yeah, that we'll like link to. Platformer. It's
3: thing. really fun. Oh, have you started playing? Yeah, it?
2: I played. I played a couple games of it just to see what it was like. I I don't know how much there's going to
3: be to talk about really, but it's a fun game. Did, okay. How did you find out about this? Is this like somebody you know? Don't know. It's not somebody I know. I I, I forget. Like it might have been an off-world post. It might have been a tweet. I'm I'm just sort of always keeping my eye out for weird little games that aren't necessarily getting a lot of press or whatever.
2: It's like $3.99 Canadian, which is like, I don't know, 25 cents or something <laughs> in real money. It's fine. You'll be fine. Well, I guess that's a show. Kevin, if somebody wanted to send us a listener's mail for the listener's mail segment that we do literally every single episode, yep. how would they do
3: that? Uh they could go to our website, videogameshotdog.com, and fill in a form that uh submits things that you then read out loud. That's it, huh? Yeah, huh.
2: That's all we're telling people anymore. <laughs>
3: yeah, I mean it's
2: all we ever look at.
3: You can you can tweet us we at could, VG hotdog. you can email us VGHotdog VG, at tell gmail. Them com. Our
0: Twitter.
2: Oh emails. yeah. I'm Zap Jackson on Twitter.
0: And I'm Rifflesby.
1: And I'm Mogwai Poet, with an underscore between those two words. And I'm at Puzzle Theory, and I
3: post a puzzle every weekday. And they're good. And they're getting a lot. Your your brand
2: is getting so much engagement, (laughs) Puzzle Theory. (laughs) The Puzzle Theory brand is engaged as fuck these days. It's true. That is true. You guys have had a great time recording episode number 211 of Video Games Hot Dog with you. And I hope we record episode 212 really soon. And until we do, wait. And listeners, <laughs> until we, and I hope that, and listeners, I, I hope that again, when we do, you join us. And until we together do again together, keep your ear on the dryer and keep jumping on the microwave.
3: <laughs> Good night. Have a great week, everybody. Until next week.
0: You unlock the special wheelchair horse.